0: Yeah, you, it's time to crank it. You're listening to Trans Talk Raw. I'm the highly opinionated rebel, Nikki Marie Dawn, and I'm with my co-host, the hard-hitting truth-telling, Terry Allen. We're a couple of trans survivors, rocking the airways, bringing you our lived experiences, opinions, and a ton of info about being transgender. This is episode 34, and today we're talking about coming out to a spouse or your mate. We go through a bunch of the heartache, how we did it in our relationship, and we're giving you some tips on what to do and what not to do when dropping the T-bomb into your significant other's lap. Well, like coming out, let's get started and say it the way it is. Free and this and that, and then you come up with the first three. You so really
1: care much for the, for the then prequel then three. Really, I I didn't think they did a good job of it. I didn't like Anakin. I thought it was very wooden actor. I thought uh, his girl, you know, the mother of Luke and Leia, I thought she wasn't that good an actress either at the time.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: You know, she's much better now, but at the time she sucked.
0: Yes. But I'm going to go like this. I'm just going to say Star Trek is far superior to Star Wars. I'm just going to say that because that's just well, hard. you know, talk about being you know. controversial. That that that's, I know that's going to be real controversial. But then again, none. this trans talk raw and it's a very <laughs> controversial show, right? And that's the way it works.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. So, well, you know, you know, I grew grew up with with Star Trek. I remember coming home from school and watching oh. the Star Trek reruns on afternoon TV. Uh-huh. You know? I remember when it was on. TV, you know, because it was was it go off the air in 66? Is that when that was? Was it like 60? It was on three years. So 63 to 66, was that it?
0: Mm -hmm. Or was it something something along that line? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'll agree.
1: So, you know, I was a... I was a wee little thing when it was on. Well, yeah, <laughs>
0: we were both like wee little things at that time. Come on. We were just still starting out as girls and didn't know what the fuck we were boys and didn't understand that at all. <laughs> hey, what the hell happened here? Hold it. Wait a minute. What? Sucks.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, there was stuff going on at, at, mm. you know, at that time. Right. I didn't know it, but stuff, looking back, you know, there's the ding, ding, ding of Oh, there's a sign. Oh, there's another.
0: Oh, Oh, shit, yeah. Matter of fact, the writing was all over the walls and the ceiling and on the floor and everywhere else. (laughs) It's hard to miss. It was like when I look back at it now. Well,
1: yeah, there's that, you
0: know. know? It's like, holy crap. Of course, I knew. Yeah,
1: like walking around my mom's boots and liking to brush her hair. yeah. Ding, ding 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 ding
0: ding 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 so anyway, anyway we should get on I'm topic talking. tonight well
1: are we are we on topic what I, topic are we on all the shit that's going top- on the last what few days
0: we, what are we topicking well we had a rough one there with amanda and uh, gwen um oh yeah our cannibalism which yeah, we could uh we probably
1: could, ongoing with <laughs> our cis allies which is the worst part of all that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, really? we'll, 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 we'll step back into that one again, probably in a couple of shows. Um, I, I believe tonight we thought we would lighten it up to a subject that was still, well, not great, but I mean, <laughs> what it is. Uh, being trans is not one of those things that is easy, and numerous things happen to us, as we've noticed. And tonight we wanted to talk about spouses.
1: Oh, Spouses. Yeah.
0: Yeah, spouses. Spouses. Yeah, Eight.
1: we we've know someone who came out or their spouse this week. Yes. And is is in the fresh quicksand of all, of all that. Um, yeah. You know, I remember coming out to my spouse. It was February the eighteenth, twenty fourteen. Six years ago. That was a hard day. Hard day. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd been been trying to do it for three months or so before that, and uh, you know, like the old saying goes, time wasn't right, or something would come up, or blah 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 Always blah blah blah. Right?
0: Always you something know? you could come up with that said, "Oh no!" Or
1: it would, you know, a lot right. of times it would be, I'd be planning to do it that evening, and she would go somewhere, or right, there would be actually real things would come up that she physically oh, yeah. wasn't there to tell, and so you know then it, it did come up i was in a miserable state and she knew i had been miserable for some time and always brushed it off as being tired yeah. such a good excuse for everything right oh, yeah. i'm just
0: yeah, tired i'm just
1: tired i'm distressed or i'm just tired or whatever yeah it covers everything right i am mm. so needing a good explanation for that and she knew something was going on and um she goes, let's let's go down, let's sit down and talk about it. And I was like Okay. And within five minutes of sitting down, I you know told her I was transgender.
0: Uh,
1: and she immediately fell apart and I don't remember a lot after that, that evening anyway. <laughs> I know she left and yeah. drove around for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's it's a big it's a big deal. I mean, you know, I the, mm-hmm. the think out of all of the things that you could go and tell your spouse, this is probably one of the hardest things that you could ever say or tell.
1: Other than saying you having an affair, which is what well, she told me. She thought I was going to tell her at the time that I was having an affair. And of course, she really wished that that's what it, I had yeah. told her.
0: <laughs> no. So doesn't that make it that being trans is even worse than having an affair? Because, oh,
1: my wife thought so for sure. Yeah,
0: I think I think most people do. Like I said, when we talk about mm-hmm. coming out being transgender, the focus of how it is portrayed in the media, stereotypes, mm-hmm. everything else that we see and read, how it's against religious, oh, religious, oh absolutely, spiritual, mm-hmm. spirituality. Yeah. You go on and on and on, and there is no thing really that I can think of that would be worse. Maybe things that probably wouldn't be quite in alignment with what we're kind of talking about. there. Well, are you
1: know, telling somebody you've murdered somebody, I think that Well, would
0: be no, rough. well, and that was what I was thinking, or like domestic, heavy domestic violence, or, you know, something along those lines would probably be worse, but still... Yeah.
1: confessing confessing you killed somebody would be
0: worse. Would be rough, yeah. But even even saying that, I think if you've killed somebody, and in, most individuals that I think that kill people do it out of complete spite or, or hatred or whatever, in comparison to mm-hmm. being trans... This is something that's completely different, I think, because you, because I believe that a lot of, well, just about every trans woman I've ever met has very strong ethics, usually has very strong morals, you know, especially with individuals that are married, they've got kids, you know, all of those types. Yeah, of not things. all of them. <laughs> all of that them. But I would say a lot of them do. Like, I mean, even our the girl that came out, her name is all. Oh, yes,
1: I agree. Well, I think very, very, on uh, average that we do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I I do know some that were not and bedded multiple women as a part of trying to prove they're a, a man. You know, even in marriage and marital infidelity uh, mm-hmm. is in the mix as well as part of trying to prove your manhood if you're oh. you know male to female. So.
0: It's a pretty tough way to try to prove that you're a guy um, going like, well, I have to, I know I'm a woman, but I got to go and try and prove I'm a man. So I'm going to go out and lay everything with two legs. To me, that's a little, that one. I, I know, but I have I, read those stories. I was, that's part of it. Just the same as being
1: uber masculine sure yeah. sports or athletics or going in the military or doing, you know, just the death defying things, which can be somewhat of a death wish to try to, kill yourself that was Christian Beck in the um, sure you know Special Forces she volunteered for every damn mission
0: yep anything and the worst missions the the better mm-hmm. whatever you that's know. right worse you know. the better because yeah
1: I'll go out in a blaze of glory and you know and I don't have to worry about this anymore. honky-dory
0: <laughs> yeah we should start off to one of the things I always like to look at when we're discussing this and I discuss with clients and everything else is that the coming out process for an individual that's trans usually starts months in advance, sometimes years that where you. Oh,
1: sure. Yeah. uh, Mine started months in
0: advance. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to come out and it takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of, you know, Trusting yourself and then, you know, not trusting yourself. And it's just this wave of everything that goes on that where it's very, very difficult to try to get control of the dynamics in your mind as to how to move forward. Because you know you're going to probably blow everything up and you're going to destroy everything. And that, you know, and if you do know that, you know, how much do you put on the line? We all know that we probably can't everything
1: change. you put we everything can't. on the line right. when you come out to your spouse.
0: But, yeah. And even saying that a lot of people have, first of all, they have to go through that process of accepting themselves because that, well, of course. Yeah.
1: You're not point. going to come out right. as transgender to your spouse right. until you've accepted it yourself. And you know, there's not really not another way out. You've reached that point where you have got to tell your spouse. Because generally at that point, a lot of times they know something's going on because it's causing such increased turmoil just in dealing with the aspect that you need to come out to your spouse and then dealing with how to do it, when to do it, how are they going to take it, what's going to happen, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I did a lot of role-playing with my therapist in the months, several months leading up to that, to practice so to speak Mm -hmm. and have her ask me all kinds of questions of what my wife might ask me so i could at least run through it and be somewhat prepared and it did help a lot you know helped a lot i
0: think the role-playing does help a fair bit um i have a way of doing it in that i have my clients uh write letters now it doesn't mean that they're going to give the letter to the wife or the spouse, but it gives them an opportunity to run through it. And every person that I've ever said to do a letter, they write it, they go through it, maybe a little bit of role-playing that goes on it. Then they'll rewrite it. They'll go through it again. You know, how they want, they feel they need to say things. Everybody's circumstances are different. I mean, some people have got kids. Some people don't have kids, all a wide array of everything. So I, you know, you get a ton of different letters and I would say almost hundred percent of the time, a person will not use the letter when they come out, but they have registered all of the writing of the letter so many times in their mind that they move forward with how they can do that. Sometimes it goes completely awry depending on the circumstance and situation. I always look at it that where when you've come, when you're coming out and you say you've written a letter and you've gone through great detail in that, if you have the letter in front of you, maybe when you are talking to your spouse or whatever, you will then be able to stay kind of on track and make sure that you're hitting the points that you need to. But again, emotion overrules everything. And as soon as you see your wife breaking down or whatever, I've seen individuals start to say negotiate right away because of that fear of loss, that 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 point where well because like, you oh know you God. don't want
1: to you don't want to hurt your spouse, especially if you've had a strong marriage. And you still love your spouse for those who don't have a good marriage.
0: It's, yeah,
1: it's kind of that's the end and it's an easy way out kind of thing. But for those who, for those of us who I who was uh, who loved their wife and had a really good, good marriage, yeah, it's hard as hell to hurt the person you love and you know it's going to hurt and it's going to hurt deeply. And, the thing, and yeah, you do back, you, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't negotiate. And one I one didn't
0: other, either. But,
1: wow. Um, it but, was just a, this is what I am. Mm-hmm. And at the time I didn't, wasn't considering transitioning all the way. She just needed to know what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. and I didn't know where the hell I was going to go at the time.
0: Yeah. See, that's one of the things that I try to always express to individuals that are going to come out to their spouses and that sort is that, the negotiation side of it can be detrimental to both parties. Because oh, yeah, it's a, it's a hollow you, promise. Exactly, and it usually gets you deeper into kimchi, shall we say, um, later on down the road, and it can create and cause more problems because then you're not really being honest, and I think that's something New. really important <laughs> that if you're going to come out and you know you're trans and you know you want to be a woman and you know you are a woman, it is very difficult to try to accomplish that uh, with more destruction if you're not honest and you say it the way it is right at the beginning. So I always try to tell people, you know, go in with it and say, look, this is where I need to be. I need to be a full woman, et cetera. And then then it's more of a uh, let's – how do we transfer that across whatever our relationship or whatever, how that's going to happen, how that's going to go, right? But don't go into it by going and knowing full well that you want to be a woman you are a woman. You want to move forward, and all of that, but but because of the pain and that, you start to try to negotiate because you're you're terrified of hurting her or him or however that works, and then you back off from your original thought processes, and then that gets you into more trouble down the road, no question. So, it's it, that one is is really tough, and I think it's something that's that's key. Uh, if people are thinking, you know, of how they're going to approach this. So what do you think?
1: Well, I mean, if you go into it and you definitely know that transition is what you need to do and what you want to do, then, yeah, I agree with you. That wasn't my case. And it's not the case of every one of us that comes out and that we're still in the process of figuring ourselves out and the fear of it all, it is a difficult thing to finally come to terms that, yeah, you do indeed need to transition. And it took me another little over two years. No. Three years, right? Almost exactly three years to finally acknowledge to myself that I had to transition. That that was the only thing that was going to save me was transition. Right. It took three years though from coming out to my wife to acknowledge that to myself.
0: Yeah. Okay. And again, there's going to be varying degrees of everything and how this all moves forward and all of that. But I think my, my main point is, is yeah, you just, you don't know for sure, but the way I look at it is don't come out and say, Oh, well, I'm only going to be this because I have seen this happen in client Mm -hmm. um, that where they say something and then all of a sudden, boom, they're caught kind of with their pants down and they're, you know, they don't know. Hopefully where not going. literally in pain. Not, but, you literally, know. <laughs> not, literally. <laughs> not literally. So, yeah. So, no, I totally agree with you um, that, you know, some people will know that they'll come out to their spouses and they're not quite sure where they need to go or where they need to be or where they are on the total spectrum because they haven't had the opportunity. to And that's a lot of that. That's 50% usually of all of the individuals that I see that are like that, which is fine. But all I'm saying is, is that make sure when you do come out, that you say, this is who I am, and this is what I'm about, and I'm not quite sure where I need to be, but I could go this far.
1: Oh, yeah. Being and I tell, I tell my wife because,
0: that. Yeah, because if you don't, that creates a world of hurt, okay? Um, and the the other thing, too, is, is that fear of loss can really dictate what, our mental status is when we are trying to explain that or have that in the initial conversation, that that can be something that's just hugely overpowering um, when you do come out. And then the spouse goes, well, no, I can't live with a woman. And then you go, Oh, but okay, well here, let's try and negotiate this. And I tell you what, I'll be a half a woman or, uh, you know, or I'll do something like that. And then you start hormones and you start to move forward, which we all know once you start And the the hormones are right, and you are feeling really good. The chances are you're going all the way. I don't really can't really say. Oh yeah, odds
1: are, and and just just coming out and letting the girl out of the bottle. She don't go back in easy. She really doesn't go back in at all. I was gonna say, you know, it, it would be nice if it was Dreamy Genie and you could just wish her back into the bottle, but it doesn't work that way. But the and put the cork back on her, and she can't get out. All right. Yeah, that, that don't work. That don't, that don't fucking
0: work. It, 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 no, it doesn't work at all.
1: She likes being out. Mm. She likes being her. And life, you know, my wife told me that she wished she could make me as happy as I was when I was dressed. Right. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't, you know, I didn't even think about it, but it was obvious how much better, how much happier I was, how my mood would go way up afterwards to be me for a while. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult and had no idea really why it did that for me. And then, to, you know, you feel guilty, guilty about it because your wife is mad at you because you got to be for a while
0: yeah <laughs> it doesn't
1: equate does it <laughs> you know it's like really i shit <laughs> yeah
0: that
1: was that was always a little infuriating for me it's like I, I fuck i can't even you know okay fine i'll just be miserable sob is that what you want and so i would do that for a while and you know 1.2 weeks had gone by and i had not dressed and i'd done anything and i was just sitting on the couch miserable son of a And then she came to me and goes, you need the dress, don't you? Like, yeah, probably. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, go ahead. And then, of course, you know, then you you feel guilty because, like, you get permission.
0: (laughs) I know, which is ridiculous, Mm -hmm. too. uh, Because that was one thing. Well, myself different, obviously. I just said, to hell with this. I'm doing it, period.
1: I know. You just ripped the fucking Band-Aid off and went for it. Some of us pull it off millimeter by millimeter by millimeter by millimeter by millimeter by millimeter over 5,000 years, you know, oh,
0: Oh, that was me. (laughs) Everybody's different. But the thing is, um, you still can't. I recommend just
1: ripping the damn bandaid off, having (laughs) just barely pulled it off over time. It sucks.
0: Yes, it does. Um, and that's the thing with coming out. That's why I couldn't do it that way. It was, well, me, I, like I, I've told people before, it was like, no, this is bullet time. I'm going to either eat the bullet or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to chew on Such it. Such a weird term, bite, bite the bullet. It's usually bite meant that someone's yep. digging a bullet out from you
1: because you bite the bullet because it hurts like hell.
0: <laughs> yep. So it was basically when I came out and I did it, it was just like boom. I went right into my closet and I fully dressed, and that was it. I, I accept it or don't. It's your choice, right? Which, of course, she didn't <laughs> and we went, you well know, you
1: know that's that's um which is normal pretty, pretty strong I, full immersion you just went ahead and jumped oh. in the pool instead of waiting in yep. you know that's I know. nothing I wrong know. with that but it can be an extreme shock to the system of your spouse
0: to well, do that no, it, it does and but <laughs> you know it was i had, it was down to the point for me i didn't have the ability to be able to negotiate with myself i was done like it was i i had to do this for a reason like I didn't have time to sit there and like pull on the band aid and then oh put it back and then put pull it a little bit more and watch two more hairs pull out and then put it back, do you know, and that kind of thing. I oh, uh, well,
1: honey, if you haven't tried it, I mean, come on, don't. Oh yeah, it, you well, know. <laughs> you know
0: what? Um, I think I'm just going to pass on that right away and let you guys, you know, go through go through that. Well, you know, anyway, it's, as they say,
1: your mileage may vary. Well, mine varied a hell a lot, mm. and. uh, it's so hard to describe why one does it that way. Yeah. I think in the long run, I don't know if it would have been better to do it the way you did it, Nikki. I think my wife would have just went off the deep end had I just went
0: full time right then and there. Yeah. So couldn't do yeah, that. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. What would if go you, ahead? If you could go back and change anything. What would it be? like coming out in all of that process because that's what we're talking about is the coming out and our spouses and how they would react in that and we're kind of talking about just how we have felt and how that kind of went we haven't really gone into the detail of the spouses yet but if you think back now and you could give somebody a tip or some advice what would you probably change or do that you wish you did do or you thought would have been better in a way of doing it is there anything that sticks out I I don't know what
1: I could have done different from how I did it. I tried to prepare as best I could to do it. You know, I did it with just us sitting on the couch in our home. And I was just as honest as I could be about it. Mm -hmm. And explained the why of it as best as I knew what that was. Mm -hmm. Honesty. You know, tell them exactly where you're at where you're going if you know that, which I didn't at the time.
0: Mm.
1: And I was honest about that too. And I told her I couldn't promise anything. I wasn't going to promise her something that I knew I would possibly later break. So don't promise that you won't transition. Don't promise that you won't go on hormones. Don't promise any of that. Don't promise anything that you damn well know you'll probably break. mm any one of us has read enough stories about coming out and journeys and transition to know where it leads. And that is transition. So don't lie. Don't promise that you won't.
0: No. And that's kind of the negotiating thing that I was talking about too. Is, and that's basically what it is, is you've got to be a hundred percent honest and you've got to say it the way it is. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want to, or even if you're still exploring that option, I think it's still better to come out and say, well, you know what? I need to be this. Um, how we get there is going to be something I, I may need to explore some things and stuff, but I think you have to go into it by saying, a hunt, like you say, being 100% honest. That's what I tell everybody that I talk to is that you've got to be 100% honest. Say it the way it is, no matter what the pressure is, what the pain is going to be. The tears are going to flow. I, I can't think really of anybody that's ever come up that hasn't been crying their eyes out when they do it. Because it's just that deep and emotional. Um, I, did, I did not cry at that time.
1: Did you know I was falling my eyes out when I was later? That came, that came later in other discussions and conversations, right? Um, quite a few times, but that day I didn't. I don't know why, but oh. I didn't. I was, I was just, I just felt numb and having to do it. It was almost like an out of body experience for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Hated it. Hated it. Hated I had to do it. Was angry I had to do it. I so not wanted to do it. So yeah, I think that more than anything probably kept me from crying. I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, tears came, came later on. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Many times.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. It is. It, it is. It's many times. Uh, For myself, yeah, I mean, I I can remember sitting on the couch and bawling my eyes out um, and and coming out and saying it and all of that. And the pain, I could feel so much pain, not even, just not even my own pain, but her pain. And that was difficult because, I mean, uh, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, she was my soulmate. There's no question. No, mine mine do. You're not not there with them for 20-some years, 25, 26, 27, 28 years, whatever a person's situation is, Um, you know, you you got married for a reason. It's because you loved this individual dearly and you got along with them well and basically the soulmate type thing. So I think as much as that I was crying in pain for myself and I was crying in pain for her, which made, which we were both crying. And I mean, even uh, saying that um, she was bawling her eyes out too. But she wasn't bawling for loss. She was bawling for my pain she knew that it, this, it, this was serious and this was like a really bad situation that was going down. So if I don't think I could really change anything. I don't think um, I had to do what I had to do. Uh, my mental stability was at stake. Um, I knew that I was very, very close to pulling the trigger and it was because I think that was another portion that I had um, from the pain aspect and all of the pressure and everything coming out was it was also to that suicidal fear that that was pushing me and it was like holy shit like and so there was a a multitude of things um, on that and then of course yeah I mean once and it was funny too like and and for me it was different because once I came out it was like this huge massive relief it was like all of this pent-up pain you know, being scared, terrified, all of that. But then as soon as I had talked about it, even though there was all of the dynamics coming next, that was going to be like real shit and hitting a fan and all of the other stuff that was mm-hmm. going to go down, you know, it was still a huge relief for me. Did you find that? Like after it was said and done and you finally like, and I, I and I'm, that's what I mean. There's got to be that separation because obviously the pain of your wife and all of the other stuff that goes down. But did you feel some relief when you finally came? Oh,
1: well, up? yeah, of finally telling it. Yeah. And not having the sword of Damocles hanging over my head every day of I'm gonna tell her today, I'm gonna to tell her today, I'm gonna to tell her today kind of shit. That, yeah, the relief of telling and having the secret out. Yes. There was a relief of that. Which was immediately replaced by the fear of what comes
0: next. What comes next, I know. So it's like a fleeting moment. So very it's very awesome. short
1: <laughs> short lived relief because it you know, it immediately gets gets replaced with fear of is she going to leave me? Is she going to keep me out of the house? Are we going to divorce tomorrow? Or is it going to, you know, what's going to come afterwards? Will she stay with me? Will she stay old love me? Will, will, yeah. you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And then that continues forever until there's some resolution to it.
0: Yeah. Well, Again, I think everybody is different in this regard, too, because everybody's situation is different. Everybody's spouse is different, how they're going to take it and handle it. Oh, yeah.
1: And it's amazing that 50% of marriages stay together.
0: Which is, which is interesting for a percentage. Yeah, it person. is. You know, um, it's, it, the, the whole, you know, your whole situation is different. Um, separate, separate bedrooms, more roommates than it is anything else. But still have the ability to be able to, you know. I mean, I'm I'm best friends with my ex. There's no question. We talk. We do everything. We you know a whole bunch of stuff like that. But we also yeah, have- we didn't we didn't do
1: the separate bedroom thing. I we slept in the same bedroom until until we separated.
0: Right up until you separated. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Till the day we separated. Yeah. So how much were you presenting back then? At that time,
1: only time I presented before moving out was when she wasn't there or I went to see my therapist it was generally the only times pretty
0: how much. You, so how did you find that from a mental aspect in order and being doing that and how stressful as hell? Yeah.
1: Irritating, constantly doing things for her, getting little in return you know, I can't handle this. I can't handle that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay. You know, having to, you know, even if I had a therapy session on the Saturday, having to go dress in my car, couldn't dress at home and leave, you know, that finally came that I didn't have to do that anymore, but it took a while. You know, it was, that was frustrating. Um, I don't know. And looking back, uh, I would have tried, I'd probably be more adamant about being me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not go through the stress of that as much as I did and and doing it hopefully to what do they call it? Immersion therapy. Yes. That's what my therapist told
0: mm-hmm. me
1: to do. And that's what I tried to do. and And, you know, get my wife, to normal you know to normalize it for Normalized lack of a better it. word yep. and get her accustomed and, and hopefully you know work that out and it just really did not at all. I mean she's you know she can bear to be with me now as I am but um, for most I still feel it's the begrudging acceptance at best to this day.
0: Yeah and beyond you know. So would you suggest to other individuals that immersion is, is a better choice for their own mental well-being?
1: Yeah, for them that, you know, self-care is just as important as care for your spouse, uh, that you have to be about your needs as well as hers. It's not a one-way street on either side. And you do, I did find myself... Capitulating
0: mm-hmm.
1: to not hurt her or try not to hurt her or um, to make it better for her so she didn't have to see me and da 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 That guy it gets old and you get a little bitter mm-hmm. about it, that mm-hmm. for all the words you're you're told that you're loved actions don't necessarily support it. Your loved one way. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: The way that they want you to be. The way you've been all your life, even though you've shown and told that you can't do that anymore and it's going to kill you. It's a little hurtful when you realize your spouse is not necessarily going to be there for you for the worst part. The better, great first
0: part yeah, but maybe yeah, not so work. much right so i went through that same situation too is that where she oh she just turned into a monster like just oh uh, uh the dirtiness the words the conniving the everything it was just like so much resentment against me and everything that i did Um, and it didn't matter, you know, even living in the same house, it didn't matter. It was, you know, um, and then, then I can remember having some major blowups that were it would, it would just go for a couple hours and it was just like, how badly can I hurt you? What can I say to you? That's going to be going to hurt you so bad so that I can get even with you for what you've done to me, you know, um, I remember too, one time. Well, and this is just probably in the last probably seven months, and I can't remember exactly what the date was, but I remember um, going into one of the closets in the house and searching through and found a box. And I was looking in the box because I was looking for something else, and lo and behold, I find this letter. And it was a letter addressed to me. Mm. And it was I was like, oh, okay, and I opened it up, and I read it, and I think by the first half of the paragraph I was already bawling my eyes out because it was it was something that her therapist had told her to write about, you know, getting your feelings out. Now the letter was never supposed to be in front of me or my eyes. <laughs> it horrible, and it was. You know, um, and I can remember reading that letter and it was just, it was one of the most horrible things I've ever read that were, how did you destroy my life? Why did you, you know, everything and, you know, going back into detail and, you know, we did this and we did that and we did this and we did that. And, you know, reading it and all of that. And I remember even telling her and said, well, I kind of found something. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I said, well, I found a letter that you were supposedly, she goes, you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> And I said, "Well, I did, and I read it, and uh, you know," um, she says, "Well, that's how I felt, and I, and you know what, I totally understood. It, it wasn't a case of that, you know, I was surprised or shocked or anything. I mean, I took away her husband, period. And oh was, yeah, was I know, yeah, totally was. loved and to death and soulmate, and why could you ever do this, something like this to me? But the the thing that was the most comforting for me, I think, was when she came back to me about." almost two years later and uh, she says you know what she says I've done a lot of studying and research and that and she says you know what I can say I understand you you had to do this like I understand that now she says "I, I haven't for the last two years but she says after researching and going through it all and everything else she said yeah I understand it she says I know you needed to do this and there was no way that you could live life and you know so that was kind of reaffirming that at least she came to the time of acceptance and being able to understand it and research it for herself. And I think that's a, another portion of it that I wanted to ask you. Did you, when you went in and, and um, came out to your wife, did you have any kind of links or information or research or anything that you tried to provide her to help her?
1: Oh, yeah. I tried to find anything I could books. Other people's spouses to talk to um, she did not avail herself of them hardly at all
0: right did she go to a the therapist? uh
1: not initially no I found a therapist for her okay <laughs> um that my my therapist recommended and she she did like her and went went to see her for some time i don't know if it helped her or not actually no but yeah i tried to find i think there's more resources now like you know amanda knox's book had that been available uh, or something like it at the time i would have given that to her that would have been ideal um there wasn't a lot very little i really couldn't find anything um where a spouse wrote in an affirming way um, about their trans spouse. There was a book of, it was a book of 10 stories um, that I found that were all written sort of in that way, but they weren't great. And some of them were angry and bitter and um, it really covered the gambit. I don't remember what it was called, but,
0: yeah yeah it's something i think that we always that's something that i you should always try to do is always have some help for her mm-hmm. yeah i thought it would help but it didn't seem to uh, i almost got the
1: feeling it made her mad
0: yeah and it could very well and i mean again it just depends all personalities are completely different right you never know how anybody's oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah to else. ideally
1: like yours mm-hmm. to research on their own find stuff on their own Um, I may have went a little overboard in trying to find her stuff and trying to get her to read stuff and that she may have been feeling that I was just really pushing her. You know, hindsight, if I had to do that again, I wouldn't do as much of it. Offer her some things, but not go to the extent that I did in trying to find things because I think that was in some ways detrimental.
0: Right. So it's just some limited information. I mean, basically say, um, you know, um, I think it's probably advisable that you go see a therapist. I know my wife did. Write oh, up. a
1: therapist. I, yeah. But right. I get okay. go ideally.
0: Uh, yes. And, and, and that's
1: the thing. couple wise, we did a few couple sessions. That weren't great. Mm-hmm. Just made her upset. My therapist referred to me with she and her. That didn't go over well. No, I'm sure. Um, uh, you know, it uh, maybe not do that at the get-go, but I would do it at some point. And again, it depends on your spouse and how amenable and how they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if your spouse is not in some way by, it's probably not going to work.
0: Yeah, chances are it's not going to work.
1: If they are yeah. straight, it's yeah. not going to work because they don't want to live with a woman. That's what my oh. wife told me. So
0: Yeah, and and, and yet some, I mean, there's going to be a broad spectrum on this too because like you say, I mean, if you have an individual that's going to be bisexual, then it's probably going to be a lot easier because, I mean, already they're in the community and they know what it's like in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you may find... And then again, that, they may not be attracted to you as a woman. So there's, That's there's, true. That's very you know, that, true. Right? You don't yeah. know that yeah. for sure. And then the rest of the spectrum is too. Like, I mean, you might find that where um, you might go through hardship for a while and then they might come around, they might start to understand, you might be be roommates. That's another option that may happen. You may have full acceptance or you may get your ass booted out in 24 hours from telling her too. So it is a wide spectrum and you don't really know how these kind of type, you know, how it's... No, no,
1: that that adage of of your mileage may vary very much... applies to your marriage after you come out
0: yeah and it's funny too because you sit here and think about it and you go okay um i've been with this individual for 25 or 26 years you would think that i would have an idea as to what it would be like when you come out but it's surprising that god i've heard individuals go i was expecting this and it was 180 degrees from that and then you know mine was mine has been been pretty much what i thought it would be it was eh? yeah she was so, yeah.
1: So, I yeah. I had hopes that it wouldn't. Mm. But it's, well, other than I haven't got divorced yet. But other than that, yeah, pretty
0: much. Yeah. So the writing was on the wall when you went in and you knew that the writing was on the wall. And it was just a case of, you know, how long I can keep it together. Um, or Something like that. For it you know, I
1: had hopes, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Not high hopes.
0: But hope. Know yeah no it's it's a tough one all around and i know even my my uh, my ex went to therapy um she only went twice though that was it but then she's kind of a different animal let's just say that that where she kind of likes to figure stuff out on her own and she knows what she needs to do and that's what she did, and so she came to the conclusion. But again, I mean, I can, like I said, two years of solid spite and just hatefulness, and it was a living hell all around, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then, I, I did I haven't had that. I haven't yeah. had that. All. Well, it's a, it was a living hell and I mean I don't think a lot of people would have put up with it but I think it was my way to be able to go kind of like you that it was like okay well I want to keep hanging in there and seeing what we can do and you know this kind of stuff and everything and I, I told her one day I can remember it was a huge argument I said you know she she asked me for the divorce and all of that and I said okay that's fine and then something just clicked in her and it was like she did some very spiteful things to me. And then I nailed her to the wall in one, in, in one argument and her whole mindset just shifted. And all of a sudden she was like, she didn't pick on me anymore. And literally it was almost like night and day, within a week, everything just significantly shifted. And she started to realize that, you know, this was not the best way to approach this and that, you know, this isn't gonna change. So, you know, even though things are gonna be radically different, you know, I'd rather have it maybe in a better way, you know, and for financially, it has been extremely better for her all around, you know, Um, for her security, her safety, everything. And I I mean, that's another thing. Um, And I know both of us are like that. We're both supporting our wives. You know, it it is what it is. Um, And I'm fine with that. Um, But uh, it's, it's something that you know, again, I, and I know you're like this and I know I'm like this, and you feel like you're obligated to do that. No, mine was pushed through in court too. So I (laughs) kind (laughs) of, but even saying that I still would have done it. Do you know what I mean? It's not that I wouldn't have done this, um, but you know um, so it, it, it is what it is and it's worked out well um and it's come down the pipe so there's lots of different areas and stuff so if we go back and look at it say from the you know we've kind of explained it really what we've gone through with some of the spouses stuff and that sort of thing and we wouldn't really know what it would be like you know for the spouse to go through this but anything you can think of that you would kind of you know want to mention about how your spouse reacted and and were you know maybe things could be different or advice you could give to somebody if they were going on this journey and what you would talk about or suggest or state.
1: Once you know you're going to transition and it's a done deal, give your spouse a timetable of when things are going to happen to the best you can. Changing your name, going full-time, coming out with work, coming out with the family, that sort of thing, so that she has – she knows when things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do have a really good relationship or you're still together or whatever, then you can work that out together and have communication. Communication, of course, is always key to everything and making things run much more smoothly than they would otherwise – I didn't do necessarily a very good job of that I made mistakes that I would rectify. If I could go back and fix it, I can't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that would be the biggest thing I would tell somebody in this is give your spouse a timetable. When, when you finally figured out what you're going to do when you're going to do it, don't spring stuff on them. It doesn't go
0: over well. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah yeah that above all mm-hmm. yeah and that that's something that i suggest um as well as giving that timetable that's why i say don't really negotiate because you're going to get yourself into trouble that way um if you are still exploring per se um you know you're trans you say haven't had a lot of lived experiences uh or that you know you haven't gone out you haven't gone out with the girls you don't you haven't gone to uh you know functions and support groups and all of this kind of stuff and you're starting to just venture out in that way, I think you still need to make sure that you leave that door open so that it's, you know, what's the final goal? What's the final result? Even if you're not sure if it's there, you need to make sure that it's stated because that's the worst thing that I've seen happen is that when you do, you don't plan and you don't give a schedule shit really hits the fan yeah, it does it, it, yeah it's, it's not pretty either it's not pretty. no it's not pretty so that's I think that's something that's extremely important is, is that once you do decide to come out and you can do this prior to the timing is to say to yourself, okay, you know moving forward um you know i I basically i didn't really I had my schedule in my head, and it was like full speed ahead, captain. <laughs> You know, I mean, I when I worked Ten. you know, I when I came out, it was like I I think it was less than, fuck, less than a week, and I was already going for my name changes and everything, and it was that it was, you know, um, I was you out. went blindingly fast. I did go blindingly fast. I
1: mean, I didn't change my name. Fall twenty seventeen, so it was over three years after I came out to my wife until I changed my name. Yeah. And that was the week I went full-time at work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right Because well, I went to one I wasn't going to change my name at work until I was going full-time because when you do change your name, you have to tell more you're yeah. working that you did because if, otherwise yeah. your checks are not going to clear, you know um, So be ready for that. It really is a dovetailing. I mean, you can, of course, go to a preferred name and all that at work or whatever. But even then, that's coming out. So there's a lot of stages to transition. And it is good to make a timeline of some kind, even though oftentimes that timeline gets shortened.
0: I've seen that a lot. Actually, I have to I'll quite actually out of anything. I would say most timelines that are made are probably you can cut them into thirds, and you would be doing everything you wanted to and do in a year in three months. Mm-hmm. Because once that once it's and it's true too. Once that genie comes out of the bottle, that's everything that comes out of the bottle. It's not just that. Oh well, here it's just this little part. You know. It's oh no, it's a, a geyser a volcano. Exactly. Like Whatever eruption you would like to describe it. Right. It spews out very, very quickly. You can't put it back in the bottle. It's mm-hmm. going at 100 miles an hour. Um, and, and it covers everything. <laughs> it does. And it does. It covers everything. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that you could, you know, people could look at that where if you're going to do the, the planning and the coming out, and doing all the letters and everything else, is to have a timetable built too at the time.
1: If you can,
0: if you, you know. can, and it, no, it, it is lot.
1: often a best guess, especially early, early, early. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, well, I won't, I won't need to do this till then. And so on, so on, whatever. and whatever. And then you don't know how hormones are going to affect you. And mm-hmm. hormones often make the biggest changes to your timetable than anything else. Oh, yes. You know, because your changes, and especially if you keep your hair, if you've, you know, kept a full head of hair like you did, Nikki, and you're growing it long, you know, as time goes on, Uh, we so concentrate on, you know, our boobs and waist and our legs and all that, we forget about all the changes that are happening to our face. Oh, yes. And we don't necessarily see all these incremental changes because we look at our face every day in the mirror or whatever. And other people start reading those as female because we smell different they subconsciously pick up these cues that we're doing we're not even aware of our mannerisms how we're talking our our diction and our our uh, resonance and all that may change without you knowing it and all of a sudden you're male failing
0: you know way early than you thought that's the thing, the male fail. That is absolutely mm-hmm. so true. Because even at like the three-month point of being on hormones, your skin is already becoming translucent. Your facial, it starts to Oh, yeah, and change, skin changes it. quick. It, it is, it does. Well, your
1: skin is sloughing off at a rapid rate. Yeah. And, yeah, that's going to be your first real indication Of something going on, and
0: it looks different. (laughs) Oh, it does. And I I can still remember, you know, being on hormones for even four or five months. And I'd be driving along, and I have this habit of putting my left hand at the top of the steering wheel when I'm kind of driving, you know, and I'll I'll interchange. And I'm looking at my hand going, holy shit, that's a girl's hand. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's something that you don't expect. And then all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, things are changing rapidly. And you don't realize that. Um, oh, yeah. So. I, I, uh,
1: I'm also a diabetic. So early on, I did a lot of experimenting with phytoestrogens that also supposedly had a diabetic, a positive diabetic effect. And so I was playing with, well, it was kind of a win-win for me. you know. It was primarily for the, the diabetic effect to see how it would affect my blood sugars. But it was also like, oh, it's a final estrogen, so oh, win-win. So yeah, yummy, yummy. But I get that effect, (laughs) so be it. And nothing really had an effect on me either way, uh, except uh, milk thistle, and it made the skin on my thighs so soft Mm. that my wife noticed.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
1: And I mean, I wasn't on estrogen okay. <laughs> at the time. And that was just like, and I had noticed it. I was like, okay, that's odd. That's odd. And then, you know, in bed, my wife's like running her hand on my leg a little more than usual. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: and she didn't say nothing.
1: But I was thinking, oh, she notices.
0: She knows. Yeah, she, she notices. noticed something. She notices. It, right.
1: And um, it also made my nipples just uber sensitive as well, which that was a surprise. So, and milk thistles, probably not touted as a big um, no. phytoestrogen, but it definitely okay. had an effect on me, other than like red clover, I tried it. Um, fenugreek, tried it. Mm-hmm. Or something else I tried. I forget. But I remember those three distinctly. Fenugreek will make your nipples more sensitive. Milk thistle even more so. <laughs> like a order of magnitude. <laughs> okay. Um times ten. Yeah, it was just which didn't uh, bother me really, but uh that part was okay. <laughs> uh but yeah, that was that was that was a taste kind of thing. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so schedule is important. Always remember that the changes are going to take effect. Obviously, you're not mm-hmm. going to be aware of them, like Terry said. Uh, you know, you see yourself all the time in the mirror. You're not going to see the changes. You'll um, be aware of your skin. You will be probably aware as of your we discussed, skin. Like that, said, it was, that will be, yeah. Um, I thought that was, yeah, and that was the thing. And as soon as I started to realize and look at my hands, and I'm just like, holy shit, those are girls' hands. And then I started to be a little more focused on what I looked like, and it was like... Oh shit, that like I'm starting to now look at myself in the mirror and I'm going, my skin has changed. And it was just all like paler.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I was and, always really ruddy and I became not ruddy, very pale, very white, <laughs> much more. And I was like,
0: and yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I guess some of the other things that we should talk about tonight on this topic is our spouses and, you know, how, we haven't been talking about spouses. Well, we have, but I just mean more on uh, the side of it that where, is there anything that we feel that you could do to cushion the blow of of this and it, i know this is going to be i'm, I'm throwing this out because Cush, i'm the blow i'm trying to think of the way to try and cushion the blow and i'm like well unless there's a big pad of pillows on the ground i don't know <laughs> i, I had
1: no idea how you, i don't know either how would, <laughs> how would you would cushion the blow of that because it comes with such many unknowns so what's going to happen i mean my my wife's worst fear was this right I have fully transitioned. i post-op. That was her worst fear. Mm. I made it come true. Yay me.
0: Well, yay you for you.
1: I know, but it's a, you know, it comes as a double-edged sword.
0: It does. That it cuts yeah. both
1: ways. It, yeah, it was great for me. Saved my life. Mm. Happy to be me and uh, ruined my marriage. Yeah. My wife said my transition destroyed our family. Yeah, that's tough to
0: take. Oh, it Less is. Um, my my ex has not said that, but she has you know kind of said that. Well, that's the reason why your my family does not like you, and and that's true. I mean, I've lost my nieces. I've lost everybody. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I would suggest in that frame is that you make sure the day you pick isn't close to any type of important holidays or like Mother's Day or. You know, all of that. Try and pick something I
1: mean, time. like four days after Valentine's Day. Like
0: yeah, that, that <laughs> would be another one because then they always have that memory of this of you coming. Well, you know, there's
1: off. always a fucking holiday coming around. Yeah. It was like there was Christmas, and then there was my birthday, and right. then after after Valentine's, it would be her birthday, and Mother's Day, and blah blah day, and fuck a yeah. day, and fuck a day, and fuck a day. <laughs> i'm sorry you it's know that's true. that's a, it, that, it yeah it's yeah. always a god-blessed holiday coming up or something and went that. through that why i waited I, you know because it was like oh it's not a good time this came in after him, but, you, know. and then that, you get to the point where it's just like
0: yeah exactly it doesn't matter you're going ship, to ship the bed as it is anyway and it is what it is but try to stay at least try and make it so that it's a little bit of weight from a certain holiday or something. Oh, yeah, that would be great if you can do yeah. that. If, if you can. You know, so you that know that might, Just that really, mine was
1: always going to be within a holiday or coming up on yeah. a holiday or right yeah. after a holiday or a birthday or mm-hmm. whatever. And because there never is a good time. I don't care well, when you do it. There is never well, a good I, it, time I, to tell your spouse that you're a woman. Yes. And that you're trans and all it, that. It, there's never the
0: of a of it, good it, time. It, it's going to be a case of that, yeah, there's never a good day but you could try to sit there and, and pick a day that's going to be less <laughs> brutal than other days, okay? Um, you, you want know.
1: to do it on a Friday and ruin the weekend. Oh, or maybe Monday because that's oh, a shitty oh, day
0: oh, anyway. Now. now you're getting nuts. <laughs> oh, don't do it at noon because it's lunchtime. Gosh. Hey, you, well, you, do supper, you don't ruin oh. supper,
1: do you? Or walk the dog oh, or gosh, yeah. I don't know, or soap could be on. Or favorite show, mm-hmm. Oh, hell, there's so many things to ruin in life with this kind of news.
0: Well, that's what I mean. It's very, this this one is worse than just about anything you can possibly imagine saying to us. It is
1: the worst. I'm sorry. It is. You know, I think any wife would rather her husband come home. You know, honey, I gang banged 20 women last night, but I'm not trans.
0: And she would probably go, "What was I one oh, of the?" Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And I'm sure if you said that, it would lighten the blow of the twenty <laughs> women. Okay, and I'm. Sure but I could that. be
1: trans. Aren't you happy I'm not?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You
1: know, I often equated it to being like you've admitted an affair, except the woman you're having an affair with is yourself. Yep. And that the woman that took your husband
0: away is your husband. Oh, um, actually, when you say this, that's exactly what my ex said. She said, You're the other woman in the relationship and you destroyed our relationship. And that's exactly what she did. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's right. Mm-hmm. How, how, does,
1: how does a wife fight the other woman when the other woman is their husband? Is the husband, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah exactly so and i do remember those conversations that was something that that still sticks in the forefront
1: <laughs> this is not an answer for that it's like yeah you're you know, all... there isn't really
0: anything that you can do to, to lighten the blow of this mm-hmm. it is what it is uh, and then that's uh, that's mm-hmm. the reality be considerate afterwards well and those are the things too because mm-hmm. even when you say lighten the blow it doesn't necessarily mean in the actual conversation itself but it's what you do afterwards so in other words don't do like I did and stick it right in her face and go start changing your name four days later. <laughs> you know, I'm on hormones within a week after two weeks after and I'm, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Because for me, it did go like, I think within two. Hi, you ain't gangbusters. Holy oh, shit. No, yeah, I did. No, I, I was full bore. I mean, this like I said, I basically, I told her. In, in, and the those are those, day, there I are those that do. There are. Right into the closet, and I got dressed and I was presenting. And I was downstairs, and I was doing the Krusty the Clown makeup, and away I went. And I was feeling pretty good about myself because, you know, um, you know, now makeup took about four and a half hours to try to get. It <laughs> I can remember that. Oh God, thank thank God for Sarah. She helped me out a lot. In that. I, mean, I don't know what I would ever do without her. Yes, your
1: your skills did improve a lot yeah, well they going to see Sarah
0: I did notice that myself but yeah, not that cool. they were horrible before they were better afterwards That's... I like the way you say that because I thought they were fucking horrible before and it was like uh, no
1: I didn't I didn't think yeah. they were horrible
0: before uh, yeah, but yeah. I, don't know. I, I I look at myself back on some pictures and it was like you know Homer Simpson with the horror gun on Mark Simpson you know God who doesn't
1: you know shit I mean good good Lord we get to be teenage girls. Experimenting with makeup in our fifties, yeah, that's always a good, it's always a good look, you know. Yeah.
0: So I think like lightening the blow for your wife is to make sure that maybe you've got a couple of therapists that you could choose from that might have some gender, you know, knowledge base. Um, so that she could go listen 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 always remember that it's you know you've had three four five six seven months to really hard think about this maybe all your life and a lifetime
1: don't forget a lifetime usually to think about this for for
0: a lot of us you know and and for for the spouse it's all brand new it's just boom bang happens right so you have to make sure that you ease up on the gas pedal if you know i didn't but many do uh, do you know, just to be a little bit more sensitive about the situation and take a little bit easier on them? Um, yeah, well, and you
1: know, when, when I came out, I was self-medicating. I was just trying to medic, you know, mitigate my dysphoria and tamp down the desire to transition and to save my life, so to speak. That yeah. was, you know, my wife was and therapists both nagged me to go to a doctor to get on um, doctor administered hormones and I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to be in the system. as transgender.
0: Yeah. Cause once, once I, I was in there, I don't fucking go away. No, I know. And see, for me, it was like, I really did not give a fuck. It was like, this has I to be. Uh, I did. I
1: fear, scared of, of being outed before I was ready. Um, you know living in the deep south and all that it was it was terrifying yeah, frankly
0: yeah, and for me it was uh I think also in turn too. It was like for me, while I'm an entrepreneur, I wasn't worried about I, there was a lot of things that I didn't have to worry about because I already knew you know that's the funny thing about all of this. I was already planning way back decades knowing this was going to happen and making but, sure that I had a full plan in place and everything I didn't.
1: I know that, wasn't on the, that was not on the fucking plan or to do list of mine at all in any shape, form, or fashion, other than I'm never going to acknowledge it to anybody ever. Take it to my grave. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. <laughs> that, that worked out really well, didn't it? Yeah, so. life just kind of threw a monkey wrench and all that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of much else in order to be able to say for trying to make the blow a little bit easier, but just remember that everybody else has to transition around you, so don't try and... That's it. You, you don't know, transition and, by yeah. yourself. That's, that's so important that people understand that, you know, and taking the time and knowing and being patient if you have to. And we don't mean like waiting a year or two. That's not the case. From um, the get go you know but always
1: be aware of everybody else around you and how they're feeling how it is affecting them because they can make your life easier they can make your life fucking hell
0: yeah exactly and a lot of that is up to you right and which in my case uh going full-time immediately you know in the shock and all of that i can understand why she was the way she was you know uh, now that i look back on it if i could have changed anything maybe i would have relaxed it a little bit but again, for me, it was just my mental state was just so bad at that time. Like I did it, it was it was that bad I just I needed to do this period and that was it and I was willing to jeopardize everything I had just to do it and to become it and and be who I was. So so, once again, we've been yakking away for about an hour and 10 minutes. And <laughs> and usual, we always seem to go on all of these different paths, but we co- I think we covered we do, a lot of good. do try to keep them at an hour these days. Yeah, but we, we do try. I try to keep an know, eye out every now and then. Know, away. But I think also, in turn, we gave a lot of good information tonight for people, and that's that's the whole idea behind the show. We're going to give our opinions. We're going to talk about nasty shit. We're going to talk about just about everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the great thing is, after tonight, we have a lovely interview Interview tomorrow morning morning that we're going to be doing um, with Claire. Yeah. So, and she is a best laid trans on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, best laid trans on Twitter. Um, She is highly educated Mm -hmm. uh, and extremely very witty. Very witty, very, you know, should be an amazing interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will. PhD candidate. Indeed. Smart girl. Uh, very smart girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we're looking forward to interviewing her tomorrow. And then we're going to be doing up and probably another follow up on Monday about the ship that hit the fan in regards to. A couple of individuals, I think everybody already knows, because our last podcast was all about it and everything, and it seems to have been getting shared around. I think last time I checked, about five hundred people had listened to it. Um, yeah, that's not bad. I hope it so, helps a lot not more. too bad, though. but you know, very so,
1: serious subject: cannibalism. It
0: was a subject, you know,
1: and how we treat our cis allies. Cis allies, yeah. And we I don't think, make it without them. Yeah, and, nobody uh, makes through their transition without cis allies.
0: it just, it's not yeah, it's possible. Not it's not gonna happen. So um, we will be following up on that on Monday with uh, a, a, probably some very interesting information. Uh, we've both been, you know, kind of snooping around. Terry has had the opportunity to have some uh, text interactions with Gwen, which I think we should talk about as well. And I've been talking to Amanda so we'll be finding out you know mixing it up a little bit more and hopefully and, and
1: another cis ally we we've talked to and yeah, we've there. talked
0: to actually another to and, and a couple more actually get so a,
1: opinions of after effects of this debacle so
0: yeah um so we will be discussing that on monday so outside of that we've got lots of shows coming up right away we just published the one yesterday we've got tonight's so that will be going up tomorrow and then we've got the interview that'll be going up Sunday and then we'll be doing Don't another. Do we have content or what? No mm-hmm. shit. Holy crap. I can't, I can't tell you how much, and we have a ton more shit that we're going to be going through. Um, so it's, uh, we hope that you keep listening. We, uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. And if you have any, yes, content,
1: we do. If you want to come on the show? Shoot us something. Really
0: do that. We'd love to have you We'd on like,
1: here. um, yeah. I Especially think, in the LGB community.
0: Yeah. I think it's so really, we're
1: not trans that. exclusive. We want to include everybody, including we'd love to have some cis allies on our show to talk about yeah. how important it is to you to support our community and why you do
0: this. Allyship is so important. So um, important and we want to We don't make it without
1: that. y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's that. There, we do not make it inequality and our fight for equality without the support of cisgender people. We just, we don't make it.
0: We hit that home pretty hard in our last episode. And I think we just need to make sure that almost every episode that we talk about, we hit it, we hit it. We're going to talk about it and we're going to say it, even if it's only for a couple of minutes, because anybody that's out there cis or whatever, you guys need to know that we're here to support you and we will not under any regards allow our community to be destroyed we need the cis allyship period end of conversation or we're done and you know some might not have that view but all they're doing is putting a gun to their head because once you take the rights away and that community away you're next you're next i don't care how belligerent you are or how academic you are or how you think you're in the right wake up and smell the coffee because all, all you have to do is look at the numbers. That's it. Yeah, it's a numbers game. It's a an, lot. We don't, we don't have the numbers. Okay. We are
1: not going to have a majority. We're not going to be able to Ever. take over legislatures Ever. and pass laws for ourselves. It is not feasible. Not doable. No, not and possible it, it, on it,
0: our own. Yeah, and it's great. But we'll, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about a bunch more of this uh, on on Monday's show. Um, And we're going to be going through a whole bunch more stuff. So please do stay tuned. Uh, Stay tuned for tomorrow's show, uh, which is going to be an amazing interview. I'm very much looking forward to talking to her. Um, That should be really exciting. Um, We're looking at potentially having some other uh, interviews coming up in the following week. We did slow down a little bit, but now all of a sudden we're going to be punching out about four episodes here in a matter of like five days. Well, you know, we're just going for punishment. Yeah. Well, hey. Um, we just appreciate everybody listening to us. So that's that's awesome. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you have any comments or questions or anything, feel free to get in touch. We're really happy. Drop us a that. note.
1: Drop us a line. Call yeah, us, tweet we, us, text we us. us.
0: We definitely want to hear from you. So anyway. Send a carrier everybody. pigeon. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's Friday evening uh, on the North American continent. Uh, um, TGIF, folks. It is. DGIF. What's left uh, of it uh, in Europe? It's probably like everybody is snoozing away here. So you're going to be able to catch us with your. Yeah, wife. it's tomorrow over there. Uh, so coffee and breakfast and that in Australia. Um, well, you're pretty much just you've been just getting up and you're having breakfast and you're kind of just starting your day. So. Uh, Please give us a listen. We really appreciate it. And we hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And we will talk to you tomorrow night with our interview with Claire. Absolutely. Bye, y'all. Good night. Thanks for listening to Trans Talk Raw. This episode has been brought to you by TransgenderLifeCoaching.com. Please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Time for us girls to party. Join us again for our next episode of Trans Talk Raw.